Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Creative Collective. We've been, we've come back from our long hiatus off. We've um, been moving into our first flat together, which Ooh. is cool, cool, very nice, settled in. Um, and yeah, it's about time we got back to things. We'll be starting a new series called Our First Time, in which we will be watching all the classic films you can think of in cinema history for the first time. Kicking it off with The Shining uh, from 1980, directed by Stanley Kubrick. This psychological horror follows the family of Jack, Wendy and Danny as they look after a hotel called the Overlook Hotel. Um, it's not exactly clear where this hotel is, but it's um, quite far away from civilization. civilization. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd heard about this film a lot over the years and... I'm surprised it's taken me this long to watch it. I just never sort of thought to do it. Like psychological horrors are always quite cool. Um, like for instance, we reviewed The Lighthouse earlier, um, one of our earlier episodes, and you know whether you like them or not, they're always a good, a good brain twister or whatever the expression is. But I think I was most attracted to this film um, just from like seeing clips of Jack Nicholson's performance in this film, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. But I think that's always like, no matter what sort of films you like, seeing someone sort of unravel mentally um, or just give such an out there level of performance is always interesting to watch, um, delivery or not. And that's one thing that I suppose you could say carries films like this is the characters. And again, there's more to be said about that with The Shining. But yeah, what what's your take on that? So I had uh, heard of it but I wasn't really interested in that kind of genre. And there was nothing that was kind of binding me to classic films. Um, I, I do, I'm such a fan of quite a meaningful storyline plot, uh, nothing too, too abstract. Um, so this was completely the opposite of my kind of taste of film. So it was really surprising, but you're completely right. Watching um, Nicholson, you know, attack that character and him unraveling in that, um, mental kind of insanity was super interesting to watch although it really quickly uh, went from zero to 100 which was confusing so was was his performance enough for you to be interested enough or to yeah I think it was interesting it was enough because it's just it's just not my preference of plot is all how it unraveled but the way he attacked the character like his facial expressions themselves kept you on edge um and it was still interesting i read that kubrick had said you know someone asked him can you explain you know can you someone in the crew can you explain to us you know like the meaning so i i can't explain it to you like it's a ghost film mm. there's no meaning i i don't even understand it which is exactly what i put we talked about the lighthouse that's what i got out of it yeah <laughs> that's why i got out of it as well like that's what you can get out of it um, you can make these, you know, rational suggestions and theories, but in, it, that's all they are, theories. Mm -hmm. The film is a film, it is a product in in and of its, itself. So that's just what it is. And that's just how we have to take it. And that was the same with The Lighthouse. Mm. Obviously the same genre. So it does have that familiar feeling, but it is definitely such an unsettling film. I mean, the music itself, the strings, they penetrate like, it is so... Um, Full of innuendos. It is so. It is so 
kind of unnerving to watch every single moment of it there's not from danny the the child jack and and wendy's you know child danny who possesses some kind of supernatural powers from watching him to his second voice tony which Mm. is presented by his finger and like a really croaky voice to even you know wendy torrance um the actress shelly duval to her face, like her face, even the, the the casting directors knew what they were doing. I'm not saying her face is creepy, <laughs> but it is a very. She's a very much. Um, they look quite gaunt in the, in the film. Yeah, itself. they look quite. Whether that's what, uh, makeup or lighting, and the setting of the hotel, but the, she looks like you know the um, the 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 bride. The oh, what's the film called? Not a corpse's bride. Corpse's bride. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, she no. reminded me of, even though that came out years yeah. after um, Shining. Yeah. That's who she reminded me of. And, and it was quite an unnerving um, just environment in general, which is great because that's what they wanted. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, just just a quick recap of the plot for anyone who oh, hasn't yeah. seen it. Um, so this Overlook Hotel, which Jack's been um assigned to look after for five months whilst it's closed for the winter i think yeah um we find out quite early on that it's been built on an indian burial site so that's Which is significant yeah. got something to do with what occurs in the rest of the film um and yeah it almost feels like at times the hotel's like got a mind of its own like it people have hallucinations they start seeing things there's rooms you can't go into it's got a troubled past all these things um and yeah it's uh the unraveling of jack's mind essentially and you see him eventually try to kill his family but ultimately he ends up paying for his own life uh when they manage to escape and he gets stuck in a blizzard one thing that i noticed was the and i said this to you just after we watched it but the lighting and like the cinematography for the most part apart from like obvious shots which were quite scary and unnerving like the color scheme of the hotel and like even the brightness i thought was very uncharacteristic of a horror film and i don't know how intentional that was or whether that's just because it's from Mm. the 80s i really don't know but yeah i didn't i didn't quite know what i got from that but it was just quite interesting that it wasn't a typical a typical yeah color palette of a horror film yeah and horror films from what i've seen i mean not from the 80s but they usually are really bold and like the blood is so vibrant Mm. and this one the blood in those shots the blood spilling out the lifts was really like maroon Mm. and it was i mean i I googled the film and it's horror slash mystery obviously it's psychological thriller too but it is mystery that kind of element of there being something, some kind of dark, um, supernatural underlining element that isn't as obvious as gore or a ghost, mm. which kind of goes back to that um, Indian burial ground. And also how casually it's all being said, you know, mm. um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Ullman, who who tells, you know, who hires uh, Jack for this role of the caretaker is so casual about this. He has, says his disclaimer and that's the, the really serious bit. But when he's giving them a tour, it's like all that swept under the rug. Mm. And I think th- it, you're right in saying that the colour scheme isn't uh, reminiscent of a horror 
you know color scheme or even the lighting it is it's so naturalistic almost it's embedded in this normality which makes it even more surprising when he turns crazy because mm. you see him go from day to day or you know he's at his typewriter which he stays at a lot of the time we don't actually see him do any of the work mm. he's being assigned to which is really interesting and we'll come back to that to that but he's at, stuck at this typewriter and he just goes absolutely crazy um i mean we were both shocked at that scene where his wife comes in and he just throws emotional abuse at her yeah. verbal verbal abuse too and we're just like where did this come from like we go from this lovely car ride where they're just chatting and i mean you get the impression i got the impression from the car ride that they didn't have a happy marriage yeah um because whenever she asks a question, he's like, he quite, shuts her down. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he like almost like you almost see him like roll his eyes to everything she says, kind of thing. And he's very like, yeah, like standoffish, like let's just get there, shut yeah. up, kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, that's another point that didn't do it for me. Is I d- it didn't feel like there was enough character development, like completely to the. I didn't really feel invested in any of them. No. Like obviously the main protagonist by the end of it is Wendy Mm. but I didn't really as you said like it's a two-hour film like pretty much two hours and yet it feels like not a lot happens apart from like the big ending Mm. where everything's like gone to shit (laughs) so for the first like hour and 20 minutes like things are happening but you don't really feel like you're getting to know anyone um or you don't feel like you're uncovering much. Um, Which is crap, because if it's a mystery film... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. and want to know, but but, they don't don't hand you that on the plate. It's it's often presented in visual kind of aids through the typical, like, presentation of the twins and and the 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 you know the what is it red rum red rum that's the, that's written and yeah. it's it's reflected in the mirror later on to to read murder and all these kind of um psychic visions but other than that you you're left to piece it together mm. and then it's also like what was really interesting was jack's um you know descent into his insanity and he goes into the to the ballroom and he's chatting with the bartender and there's no one there and what does that mean and he knows him and you're kind of left to think what how Mm. how has he he didn't even meet the the caretaker the his he his predecessor right Mm. And he he meets him at this at the party in his visions or wherever whatever dream state he's in, um, and he's actually told you've been the only caretaker. Yeah, you've always Care- been. The you've caretaker. always been the caretaker. Yeah. And then obviously at the end you see that picture of Jack, but it's like from the nineteen from the twenties. Yeah. So yeah, obviously that's sort of where yeah. all of these which I read a theory about that. Come in. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, exactly. I bet they're interesting. Yeah, but, they are. You know, I feel like the people who have come up with these theories obviously really enjoy the film and have gone back over it multiple times. But like, honestly, I don't really feel the need to do that. And it's not because I feel like I've sussed it, but just didn't have enough going for it for me to keep wanting to come back. Um, But on a positive note, just in terms of being a psychological horror, it doesn't rely on jump scares, Mm. which is cool. Because that's quite a cheap gimmick. Oh, I was so glad I didn't jump throughout that film. Yeah, I think I did once. <laughs> I can't remember what it was for, but there was one. I think it might have just been the music suddenly got loud or something. I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, that was good. But also, what going back to what you said earlier, earlier about um, like people just saying things quite casually, mm. and I think that kind of I mean I don't know what you think, but in terms of like adding to the spookiness of the film, when like weird things or bad things happen and people either react to it not how we expect or not at all that can like do you feel like that adds to it like drawing comparisons against the lighthouse um robert pattinson's character has all this weird shit happening to him but he never like shares that or never outside of that Mm. scene mentions it and exactly it's yeah mm. so same with this film yeah yeah, and it adds to the to the fact that, oh, it could just be all in their head mm. and therefore they don't confront it because it's just their reality. Mm. No one will understand that. Um, but in terms of, like, the factual stuff, so Mr. Allman actually telling them, this is on an Indian bur- burial ground, your predecessor murdered his family and now you're going to be living mm. in that environment. It's... But that's that's that that's that's it's it as like well. Like, he, is he that voluntarily step? Well, yeah, exactly. Because they yeah. they bring up the burial ground, so they, then you're like, oh, okay, so, so like that's plants, so planting that's, seeds of horror. Isn't so that's it? Yeah. why weird stuff's happening. But that actually never gets mentioned again. Like, there's no reference to it at all. Um, so, you know, what was the point of that? Like, did that need to be in there? But then, why was it mentioned anyway? Like. I don't know. Well, yeah, exactly. I think it was a it was a clue, and it was some kind of like, yeah, clue to base your your theories on. But there's no going back to that, and there's no exploration of that. And even Wendy, um, you know, Jack in his interview after he he finds out the news that his predecessor killed his family with an axe, whilst he was staying there for five months, being the caretaker. He goes, oh yeah, my wife's gonna love that. Horror is her thing. We never find, we never hear him talk to Wendy about it. We never hear her mention, oh she, oh I, it's so spooky in here. Mm. Um, she never goes exploring. She does a very kind of mundane tasks. Um, you know, getting the radio ready, contacting uh, whoever's nearest radio station. We never see her explore her likeness of horror you know that's the thing it it feels like almost a missed opportunity and i know we're sort of going against the grain because like it's a it's a relatively universally loved or at least well-respected film so you know two teenagers like oh (laughs) it's a bit crap in it but um it felt like there was there was stuff with wendy and jack that was interesting like um he mentions how he had hit um, Danny, Danny a few years ago, and how she never let him let uh, never let him hear the end of it, which is obviously what you expect. But yeah, like, and then also with the clues of their marriage being on the rocks a bit, like him not really liking her that much, but she seems like quite unaware of it all. Yeah, very very um, kind of like pleasing the husband. Yeah, like there was a lot of interesting mm. stuff to go into, and that could have easily been brought more into the psychological aspect of it um but it just wasn't sorry i just had like a little um, moment that i thought we need to explore the woman in the bathtub who went from you know it was room 237 still Mm. yeah so she went from like being this beautiful young woman naked them starting to kiss and him 
having her in arms, looking in the mirror and her body turning old and decaying. That was really interesting because that was kind of, we're talking about the relationship that could be interpreted as him wanting to be with other women, wanting to have an affair, wanting to leave his wife, but then being kind of um, punished with that visual image or even punished for the thought of wanting another woman and that Wendy's not enough for him. But I wonder what you think of that. Like, we don't. What does this woman like symbolize? Yeah, I mean, I don't because know. I don't know how in much his the insanity. Book tells you. Yeah, well, I'd love to. I'd love to know. Yeah, it's his insanity, isn't it? Like, but I don't know. Like, could it be his mum? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, could that's it- the thing. Like, you've always got to be careful because we're we're kind of like, oh, we didn't get it, or like at least that's how I feel. Like, oh, I didn't really get it. So therefore this is stupid. But at the same time, that's kind of the point again. And we are having conversations about it and trying to suss out what things mean. So like, does that mean it's really good or? I think, yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that it's labeled a psychological horror and Mm. we're talking and we're discussing is exactly correct. And it might not have been Kubrick's ideal, because he says, you know, I don't understand it myself. Mm. But that's the point of it, I think. The fact that he doesn't understand it. He's made this for the f- sake of making it. <laughs> Whatever it means, he definitely had ideas. Because you can see those ideas. But um, everyone's... Not two people. They're not going to have the same mm. reaction anyway. But the fact that we're questioning it, has that means that the film has fulfilled the genre of psychological horror. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah, it's good. But well, we haven't read the book and I haven't watched any other Kubrick films. And we weren't alive we weren't alive or watched it when it came out, which I think is important. Like this is like 40 odd years ago. Mm. Cinema was way different back then. Even things like um like the quick zooms that happened. Oh god, the quick zooms. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that like was so jarring. Yeah, like <laughs> even now like you you said it but like i can recognize that it's quite um i mean i don't know if you'd say it's cliche but for me i feel like it's quite a cliche yeah i cringed when i saw it I was like oh yeah like it's so it's almost become um a parody but you've got to kind of put it into context and i feel i feel i mean i, I might be speaking out of my ass but i feel like that was one of kubrick's like um signature shots not 100 percent sure um so maybe back then for audiences watching it like it would have been um quite dramatic and you know when it zooms in on the dead body and stuff like that that would have been quite scary but for us like as gen z watching Mm -hmm. it it was quite like like yeah (laughs) a bit of a tongue-in-cheek moment um but i think that speaks like more widely just for how we would view the film as opposed to people who've like watched it since they were kids like we don't have that nostalgia and I'm not saying that nostalgia is bad or clouding your judgment or gives you a bias because in the, the day everything's biased but um yeah like it's from such a long time ago that I think it's almost impossible for us to have a fresh yeah to like understand yeah to tell people 
who watched it back then or have watched it over their lives that it's not that good. Well, completely. Purely because, you know, we've come from a different era of cinema and seen yeah, new things. Absolutely. Um, just a bit underdeveloped is all <laughs> yeah like you know he could have improved it if he'd have listened to us but kubrick you want some notes hun yeah but him turning him turning in his grave yeah i mean that's have i seen any other kubrick oh i've seen full Metal jacket which is a film we can probably do as well mm. it'll be your first time not my first mm-hmm. time <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yeah kubrick certainly has many for us to go through um, as well as many other directors out there. And yeah, we're looking forward to yeah. watching some more. It was for sure. Overall it was a pleasant experience. Some the right word. In- yeah. Interesting. Intriguing. Intriguing but to not see enough. how things were done back then. Oh completely. <laughs> but in terms of, you know, just the film on its own, mm. probably not going into one of our top ten lists anytime soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> how what would you rate it out of ten? Um, oh, I mean, us, we're setting a precipice for this one, aren't we? We've got yeah, to be we got consistent. To consistent. So, what we do out of 10? Are we doing decimal points or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I mean, if any Kubrick fans get hold of this, they're probably going to hate us for Apologies. it. Apologies. Yeah. Um, I'll probably have to go for like a seven. Mm, I think. That high. Jeez. Well, I think purely, I mean, just because I don't like it that much, I'm not going to deny that it's like obviously a Staple. classic of cinema. Yeah, and there's obviously I'm going to deny it though. <laughs> ha! Wow, well, uh, <laughs> if you're going to take that on, good luck to you. Um, but like you can see, like there's so many pop culture references of like the twins. Like I've seen that pop up in so many different, like more recent pop American culture. Horror Story, for example. Yeah, like even in things like Family Guy, like references to that. So when things like that happen, like you know that it's clearly a staple of mm-hmm. cinema. Um, and mainly just because of Jack Nicholson's performance, like with what he had. It's no surprise that, that this is why it's his like his big role that everyone looks to when they think of his career, um, maybe apart from like the Joker and stuff like that. But yeah, for him pretty much alone, just whenever he was on screen, I was sort of, tied to him how electric he was and I wanted to see what what, what was going to happen next of his character um, and any film that can do that even if all the other characters are lacking I think is at least a 7 mm. so um, yeah 7.5 7. for me 5. yeah and I'd you? go for a solid 5.2 whoa yeah that's sorry, like so low. I know offensive but actually you know what it just didn't, it didn't tick all the boxes. I wanted to think more. Yeah. I wanted to be like, oh, well, this is why he could have gone crazy. Not just because it's an Indian burial ground and it's like a haunted hotel. I didn't want that to be, Not. I'm not saying that that's the answer because we don't know. But that's kind of what I got from it, that I wanted some kind of twisted, you know, like his child, like his child is possessed and that's made him go crazy. You know, I'm not saying that's more elaborate than the mm. Indian burial ground, but something more that made him crazy. But his performance in in, in it was almost like cheap was... to have that as a way out. Like, well, exactly. They explained that the other guy's death was because of the five months alone, and like isolation, and he yeah. got like some like um, I can't remember what it's called, but some sort of condition breakdown, from that. Yeah. yeah, and he had like a mental breakdown. So I suppose yeah, like seeing more of that. 
would have been even better. I think it. I think. I think a director or Kubrick himself, maybe, or even Stephen King. You know, if Kubrick was here with us, um, but they they would have said that that's the point of it. Mm. That that kind of cinema we want it to be unexplainable and we want it to be really shock factor. And I think mm. with horror, it matches that. I do understand why you'd mark it a seven and other people 10 out of 10. But for me personally, like that's just not my type of cinema and that's totally fine. So but is a five, just so me, I understand, is a five like a low score or is that an average, score. like dead in the middle of 10? Is that oh, sorry, dead in the middle of 10. Just because I no, was No, no, I still mean like, is, is that for you is that average, average or is that a low score a low average score right <laughs> just want to know because like for me like a seven is like an average oh right no for me like five would yeah. be okay lower right. end of the average yeah. like just about hit just because it was it was kind of like i i was a little bit invested mm. and i was intrigued and i just kept watching we were intrigued but it was never like it was like we were left unfulfilled i suppose well exactly because yeah there was a point like maybe like a scene before the end where you were like, I hope it doesn't end like this. Oh, I was, wasn't and I? And then yeah. there was like one little bit more that kind of explained a little bit, but it was, yeah, still just, oh. Unfulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah. That's, that, that wraps it up that's quite nicely. our first time watching The Shining. For the first time. For the first time, yeah. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, obviously, catch us on our Instagram at Creative collective pod and our, our twitter, twitter at create underscore underscore collect go and show all the socials some love yeah please do um yeah we're back on we're back on the road and back we're, on the road guys we've got lots <laughs> lots of things coming up for everyone so stay tuned uh we've also still got our 35 percent discount code we with sure do. pluto press so for any radical books that you're on the lookout for make sure to go and check them out mm-hmm. um put all of any of the books that you want in your checkout and then at the checkout of the discount code CCPOD, that's CCPOD, all in capitals, all one word. And you'll get 35% discount off all the radical books you could ever need. 35% guys. Exactly. It's not a one-time code Jump and you can use it that. as many times as you want. This has been The Creative Collective, our first time, The Shining. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>